Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Um, welcome. Welcome. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. Good morning. 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 Oh, my gosh. Good morning. We are live and in there and devotional like where y'all at this morning. Come join us. My God. Come join us. Come join us. Come join us. Come join us. Come and join us. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. Good morning. Good morning. Do me a favor. A really, really, really big favor. Do me a favor. Um, Go share the video. Make this your morning to share. If you've never shared before, go share the video. Go invite some of your people in. Go tell some of your people to come watch and hang out with us this morning. I got a song in my head. Good morning. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, man of God. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, if you don't mind and you don't want to drop your city, you could just drop your state. But let's pray over our cities. Um, let's let's pray over our cities this morning. Hey, man of God, let's pray over our cities this morning. I want to pray for our city this morning. I saw a, um, I saw in my own city, um, my home city, which is Little Rock, uh, where a young man turned himself in yesterday for a murder and the comments that I read um, under there made me so sad. This young man was only 19 years old and some people are like, oh, he did the crime, but it's deeper than that. Um, this young man, yep, he did the crime, but I have a, I have an 18 year old. Um, I have uh, males, I'm raising sons and so when I saw he, he did the responsible thing and he turned himself in, um, but my heart was heavy for the young, the other person that died, but also heavy for him because reality is he's probably getting ready to do 27, 30 years in prison. And somebody would be like, that's great. But unfortunately, our prison systems don't reform and um, it does no good. So we need some intervention. We need some prevention. We need some stuff. We need some stuff. We need something. We need a move of God. We need his spirit to fall. We need some people to stand up. Um, we just cannot turn our back on our communities and just go, oh, this is what they get or no big deal. Um, and if you don't look at the causality behind what may have happened, we just like, oh, you know, you need to live a better life. But if you're never introduced to a better life, um, you never know. Um, you have all these other eternal factors and pressures 
You will make unwise decisions. I have, like I have, I just may not have gotten, um, gone to jail for it, or I just may not have gotten, um, it's not been exposed publicly, but we've all did some things that, I mean, didn't honor God. Wasn't, well, I ain't murdered nobody. I can break this down. I could break some of this down so deep. So I think we need prayer and we need to make sure. Yeah, Shanquita said, we ain't got caught. You ain't got caught. Some stuff we done did. Some folks that never got caught. Um, and we need prayer. We need a move in our city. We need some compassion. So we just drop your city and state if you feel like it. We're going to cover our cities. We're going to cover our states. We're going to pray for our leadership. I don't care what your political beliefs are. Um, it is not easy to be in leadership. Let's pray for our pastors. Um, let's pray for um, our aldermen, our city leaders this morning. Um, we just need to see a move of God. We need to see the hand of God. And we need to experience God in new ways. Um, and we need to... Um, um, yeah, somebody said, even if um, it's wrong, we don't know their story or trauma. We don't. So we just need to stand and cover our cities and cover our states and um, stand in the blood and stand in faith and believe God for a change and not give up on our cities and not give up on our youth um, and not give up on our loved ones. You never know. That could be somebody could be perfectly raised right and still do wrong things, right? And still make bad decisions. So Father, we just thank you this morning. We just lift our cities up before you this morning. We lift up St. Louis. We lift up Father God in the name of Jesus, North Little Rock, Little Rock, Sherwood. We lift up Father God, Moralton this morning. We lift up Father God, Silver Springs this morning. We lift up Father God, Magnolia and Mesa this morning. We lift up Philadelphia this morning. We lift up Richmond this morning. We lift up Chicago this morning. We lift up Pine Bluff this morning. Father God, we lift up Covington this morning, Father. We just lift up these cities and these states before you today, Lord God. We just declare, Father God, over Dallas. We declare over Moralton. We declare over Mississippi and California. We declare over San Antonio. We declare over... Colleen this morning. We declare over Newman this morning. We declare Father God over Delaware County this morning. Um, we declare Father God in the name of Jesus over North Little Rock. We declare Father God um, over Magnolia. We declare Father God over North Dakota. Letitia, I don't know if you were over here the morning, but we did something for men. Um, Monday, I think it was Tuesday, we prayed over our men. You might want to go get that and just chew on that and share it with your husband. It's an uplifting word. We declare over um, DeSoto and Bentonville and Idaho and Lithonia this morning, Lord God. And we just thank you, Father God, for your grace and your mercy to be seen upon our cities. We thank you, Father God, for the wisdom. We thank you, Father God, that citizens and leaderships will not have a hard heart. We thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding and give us a wisdom of what to do for our youth. We thank you, Lord God, for revival breaking out. We thank you for awakening. We thank you, Father God, for a move of the church. We thank you for the ministry of reconciliation. We thank you for reform programs and prevention and intervention programs. We thank you, Father God, for grace and mercy. We thank you, Father God, 
for hearts that are turning towards yours, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for the same mind that's in Christ Jesus is in all of us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for New York and North Carolina, Lord God. We just thank you, Father God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for San Antonio. We thank you for Irving. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus for Van Nuys. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Lord God, that um, the, and plead the blood of Jesus over these cities, the states, the nations, the leaders, our pastors, Lord God. Give them wisdom. Give them strategy. Give them grace to intercept. We thank you, Father God, for programs to prevent. We thank you, Lord God, for your glory being revealed. We thank you, Lord God, our men are in place. We thank you, Father God, that our men are in place. In Jesus' name, amen. And we thank you, Lord God, that your word goes forth. I want to share something with y'all because I feel it led in my heart to share. Um, and I just think um, having godly men and godly counselor, I don't think we understand how important our men are. Um, and I remember I had a dream. Um, and in my dream, there was a cop, but he wasn't like, um, he wasn't right. And this is nothing to do with police officers. So don't go too deep. Right. It wasn't just about that. But, um, what God gave me afterwards was really gave me a heart for men and to pray for our men and to, for us to not even understand what, but I remember um, I was like under this bridge or behind this building and there was like a gate and there was this man in the gate and there were several different men sitting in different chairs and they represented like different roles, like just different roles. And the man that was in the police uniform, but it was like deceptive. It was not him in the police uniform. The man that was in the police uniform one by one um were, was was taking this these men out like was taking these men out just one by one and i remember i woke up with a heart and a passion to really begin to pray and to intercede um if you don't know my background i have five sons and five grandsons right and so uh my heart and temperance and what i've seen and experienced um, with just raising boys has transformed so much over time. And I just remember waking up from this dream and remembering the impact of, of these men being plucked out of their city, the impact of these men being plucked out of our city, out of their positions, the impact of them being attacked one by one. And I'm going to say this, and I mean this with all my heart, um, I'm not saying we as women can't do a job well, but only a man can speak to another man. Only a man can intercept another man. We as women do not have the wherewithal, the knowledge, nor are we men um, to really be able to raise men. God can give us a wisdom. He can give us a divine wisdom. But there is nothing like a male voice speaking into a man. Like there's just not even my own son's. Um, Judah said to me very early, he said, I appreciate the wisdom you give me, but you give me girl wisdom and a lot of our systems and where we are right now. And so the Lord just woke me up and showed me the assault on our men, like how the enemy loves to assault our men. And I just took a personal responsibility 
that I would not be a part of that assault, that I would not be a part of that attack. I just took a personal responsibility that no matter how frustrated or overwhelming that I got, that I was not going to be a part of a system that was going that that was designed to do more harm and good. And that started with me watching the words of my mouth. Um, it started with me thinking from a different perspective. And it just started for, with me positioning myself in prayer. And I think a lot of times as women, we can get so frustrated because we've had bad experiences with men, which is real, like, which is, which is real. And I'm specifically talking about men. Cause can I tell y'all something? We dealt with this last week. Um, we as women, uh, it's not going to say women for some reason we love this me too, or we love to exclude. This is about, I'm talking about men. I ain't talking about women. I ain't talking about nobody else right now. I'm talking about men. I'm not negating what women have been through. I, my God, my life has been through so many things, but right now I want to identify, um, the struggle of what's been happening with our men. And in my dream, they were being plucked up. They were being assaulted. They were being beat down. They were, um, this man in the dream was taking them off one by one. And I think he represented um, a, an authority. Um, I think he represented um, an attack. And we just, we, we can be cognizant of something. And because um, we're, we're frustrated or we're upset, we will not get in position when we see the wrong. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll add to it, but we won't get in position. And so just um, cover our men in prayer, like cover, cover our men in prayer, like cover our men in prayer. This is deeper than a movement. This is a position of the heart. Ooh, it's deeper than a movement. It's deeper than a movement. It's deeper than a one-time conversation, not justifying anything any anybody has done, but when um, men are not in position, women have to then turn around and play roles and do things that they weren't necessarily supposed to have to do. God made male and female for a reason. <laughs> and so men, women have to then perform roles and do things. And the onslaught of what God has shown me is that it makes us overworked. It makes us overtired. Um, it makes uh, it, it it causes us to lose the soft, tender side of who we are because we're trying to fulfill roles from people not being in position. Um, and I don't know about you, um, even in my journey and my singleness as a mom, like I'm not interested. I like when people tell me, oh my gosh, you're so strong. I'm I'm clear, I'm strong only in the Lord. I'm strong in spaces because I have to, but baby, you can come in at any point <laughs> and I will yield the floor to your manhood and to your strength. I have no problem submitting to your leadership. Please believe that. I have no problem submitting your leadership because I know for a fact there's a place for men in our lives and I need men. I need men. We need men. I need men. I need my future husband. I need my sons. Like we need men. I'm not somebody. I don't need no man. I don't need no man. No, we need men. We need our men to rise up. We need our men to be healthy. We need our men to be whole. 
Uh, we need our men to be saved. We need our men to have uh, the fear of the Lord. We need our men to be righteous. We need our men to be protectors. We need all of this in our men. So I'm just, for those of us who are women here, um, that's, and we're back here again. Remember, God has given us wisdom this week. So God has given us a tangible wisdom of what to think and asking the Lord. Lord, I need you to help me reset my thoughts. Where men are concerned, I need you to help me release um, from broken my broken relationships for whatever my dad did, for whatever my mother did, um, for whatever, uh, whatever. And then we position ourselves and pray our men in position that the Holy Spirit can do way more, Michelle, than we could ever do. Right. And Cynthia said it's hard when your man isn't able to take the lead. But sometimes we don't allow them to be in lead. Um, we so impatient and waiting on um, what's right. We so impatient and waiting on the wisdom of God. We so impatient and uh, waiting in prayer, right? Um, we just, we real, we real impatient and waiting on God. And still, since we still impatient and waiting on God, we miss the opportunities to be the intercessors, to be the comfort. My uncle told me something so powerful um, yesterday about Samson and Delilah, and I had never looked at it. Now, I always say that Delilah did something for Samson that made him vulnerable, right? I always say that that's something I teach. And I actually have a perspective that there is a level that a woman should be at, that the man that she's attached to um, will be that vulnerable that he'll lay his head in her lap and uh, provide her secrets. Delilah has something that allows Samson to feel that comfortable with her. And my uncle said something so powerful yesterday. He said she was like a spiritual match for Samson. And even though it was negative, I was just like, Lord, we are, there is a space where we are to be spiritual matches for our husbands where their guards will come down and we provide a safe place for them to lay their head in our lap um, and for them to be. And I think for us as women, as we love to be spiritual, I'm just going to be real for a second. For those of you who are women on there, I think for us as women, as we love to be spiritual, let me sit. I'm, I'm going to help y'all. We love to be so spiritual. We love to be so um, deeply positioned. Woo! We love to be so deeply positioned um, for others um, and to be seen so like prophetic with all these spiritual gifts and all these other stuff, but not even understanding the, the basics of what it takes for our homes, for our sons, because we are on guard, right? Um, on guard on guard, on guard all the time. Absolutely, Frankie. Frankie Perkins said something powerful. Said, never said that he slept with her, but he laid his head in her lap and told it all. He provided a vulnerable place. He provided a vulnerable place. I will share some. Can I share the Holy Spirit? I will share something my husband, my late husband said to me that was so powerful. Um, I, um, I'm very particular to honor his, his legacy, right? But I always made more money than he did. 
always um I, I did not call myself the breadwinner because god is the breadwinner of my house i always made more money than he did always but for a long time until his health failed i, I he handled the finances we had some agreement and some terms about the money but when he was in his last weeks he said something so powerful he, he was like you never like like never made me feel less than a man because I came to the table with less than you. Like you you understood the assignment. I was not perfect. This mouth was a weapon. And there were some other areas that I've grown after he's gone. But he was like, you never made me feel less than what I was because I knew less than you. And the moments that I did do that, because I did it at first because I didn't understand different, um, wisdom set in and said, your marriage will never last if you continue to operate in this process in this space in this space and it just changed my perspective of how to treat him how to honor him and how to place him in, in a space um in which he feels or felt um like um like he could lead our household despite his illness despite his disease. Um, and we yielded to each other because one of us would have a strength in an area that a, a, another wouldn't have a strength in. And, and so that's what made our journey so tight. And that's what made our relationship so tight. But I had to get a wisdom for marriage because nobody ever gave me that wisdom. I wasn't taught that wisdom. I come from strong women who have had to be strong and nobody ever gave me the wisdom real wisdom for marriage and so i had to really seek the lord lord what is the wisdom for my marriage and we gauge our marriage based on what the word said and that's what transformed our marriage over the years to um death do us part <laughs> Like till death do us part, because that's what we did till death do us part. And even though it felt like a very short time and there was some missing components and things that were hard, um, we lived a very fulfilled marriage. We live a very fulfilled marriage. We lived a very fulfilled marriage, right? So, so that's good. Cherie said, let me extend the love and compassion you have given me, Father God, to my husband and to extend that same love and compassion um, that we often extend others, right? Um, we often extend others. There's Shayla. Shayla's, Shayla's our neighbor across the street. She said he was a wise man, so loved y'all and the boys' relationship. So it's just wisdom. So let's get in our scripture today. We've really been talking about it. We're going to get another component. Um, we don't have to walk around unwise. Can you put in the comments that God has a wisdom for everything? Like God has a wisdom for everything, but we cannot rush the wisdom of God. And we will also miss the wisdom of God if it does not line up with our understanding. Woo! My God, just because I don't understand it does not mean that it's not wise. And when I have been so used to operating in a particular mode or a particular way, right, I'll miss the wisdom with God. Because if I've been operating to my, in my own wisdom, 
that wisdom does not look like what God's wisdom, like it just doesn't. Like God's wisdom is going to be unique. God's wisdom is going to be pure. God's wisdom is going to be lovely. God's wisdom is going to be from above. God's wisdom is not going to be towards our flesh. It's going to be a very spiritual wisdom that we may not understand. So here's James, right? First version, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. He says, if you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him and he will gladly tell you. He will not resent your asking. But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to answer. So you got to, I got to expect God to answer, right? Like I got to expect God to answer. And I have to position myself and ask myself often, like, is this me answering or Lord, is this you answering? And then I ask the Lord, Lord, I always ask the Lord, back up what you're saying in scripture. And often he'll back up what he's saying to me in scripture. He says, so, but when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to answer for a doubtful mind is unsettled as a wave of seed that is driven and tossed by the wind. People like that should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because they cannot make up their mind. They cannot make up their mind. And it says they waver back and forth in everything they do. And I told you guys, we have very bad habits. Come on, y'all. We have very bad habits of wanting to be so wise. We have very bad habits of talking so much. Like we talk so much. We always want to show people what we know. Um, many times we are uncomfortable in silence. And so because we are uncomfortable in silence, we don't know how to be taught. We don't know how to be led. We struggle with pride because we always feel like we have to have something to say. Come on, Auntie said, I've got to expect God to answer because there's a wisdom for everything. I want to read this to you out the message Um as well, it says, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the father. He loves to help. You will, you'll get his help and won't be condescended. God is never going to be condescending when you ask him for help. God is never going to be condescending when you ask him for wisdom. He's just not. And it says, he says, ask boldly, ask believingly without a second thought. People who worry their prayers, worry with their prayers are like wind whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way adrift. So I'm not asking God and then turning around, Joyce, and asking somebody else's opinion. Woo! That does not mean you don't seek wise counsel. That's not what I'm saying. But once I ask God, I put my resolve, God is going to answer. And the thing that I know to be truth is that wise counsel typically shows up. Just says something so powerful. We are in a very performance-based um, society. We are in a peak level, optimal performance type society, which leaves us in a space where we are never really open to receive because remember, God's wisdom is not going to look like man's wisdom. And God's wisdom may also pull me out of my comfort zone. Woo! 
It just may pull me out my comfort zone. God's wisdom may pull me into a place of humility and a depth. I told y'all with about with my husband, it was very humbling. I'm just going to be honest to make the amount of money I was making, which now that I look back, Lord, it really was, it was good. But I'm just saying to make way more money. And I ain't talking about a little more money than him. I'm talking about the income that God had given me through my teaching was the bulk of our income in the house. But to divinely know this was the man that God called me to marry. This was the man, this was my marriage assignment in this season. It was very humbling to submit finances, but I knew it was necessary. Like God told me, if you let money come between y'all, do y'all know one of the main reasons people get divorced? Because of finances. If you let money come between y'all, and I remember one day we had got into it, right? And we were arguing over something. And he said, he said, Jermaine said something so well. He said, I will not argue with you about money. He said, I will not argue with you about money and we will never argue about money. And when he said that, it shook something to me that day. And I said, you know what? He said, you are absolutely right. Because my philosophy is God makes money. God can make money. And so I had to make a decision. You know what? We will never argue about money. So then we just set some rules for our household for giving, um, set some rules for how we were going to pay the bills, um, put a plan of action in place, and then... I had to, because especially I was a worrier, I had to set a season and he was not a worrier over money. I had to set a season in place where I just kind of let him handle the finances because I didn't want to worry over what we didn't have and be out of faith. And I had to trust the man that God gave me for the wisdom for this. So if I look for this wisdom, um, if I look for this wisdom, then it's going to come. Remember yesterday, um, scarcity, lack. He says, if you lack wisdom, lack means I have a shortfall, a shortage, a scarcity. Lack means I'm short in some area. Lack means there's a deficit that I'm experiencing. Lack means I need principles. Come on, y'all. Lack means I need principles that are going to reverse the situation. Woo! Oh my God, that just excited me. I need principles that are going to reverse the situation. I need principles. I need something when I'm looking for wisdom and I lack wisdom in the area, I need principles from God that's going to reverse the situation. Woo! My God, that's deep within itself principles to reverse the situation. We don't want something that's just going to patch it. We don't want a patch. Um, we don't want something that's just going to provide a temporary release and then we back in the situation again. No, I need principles. That's what wisdom from God gives me. I need principles to reverse the situation. Woo! My God. That is so powerful. I need principles to reverse the situation. My God, that is so deep. Lord, we need your principles to reverse the situation. Oh my God, my God, that is so powerful. So in your business, I need principles to reverse the situation. For your marriage, you need principles to reverse the situation. 
for your children. You need principles. And can I tell you something? God is the creator of heaven and earth. Who better, who better to go get principles and to go get wisdom from, oh my God, to change a situation, especially when it's coming or about one of his sons or daughters, or even for myself. Oh my God, can we just seal our, our devotional in that? Um, Lord, I need principles to reverse the situation. Um, your doctors need principles to reverse the situation. We need to pray that every time we see ourselves in shortfall, in storage, in scarcity, in deficit, Lord, I need principles to reverse this situation. When we don't get a good report, I need principles to reverse this situation. What are your principles? And then we'll talk about that um, tomorrow. Like once I get the principles, my God, I got to obey. Father God, thank you for your wisdom on today. <laughs> we need your principles to reverse this situation woo, for our men, for our marriages, for our communities, for our business, for our children. We need your principles to reverse the situation. We cannot do this without you. We cannot do life without you. We cannot do marriage without you. We cannot do business without you. We need principles to reverse the situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, this is so powerful. God is giving us wisdom. He's giving us um, wherewithal. He's giving us power, my God, so that we can walk in the fullness of who he called us to be. God is not going to have you born in this earth, call you to a business, call you to a purpose, call you to a marriage, give you children, whether you birth them or not, uh, not all, and not give you the wisdom for it. If he placed you there, he wants you wise and not the unwise. He don't want you just out there doing your own thing, but we need the principles to reverse the situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Do me a favor, two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, um, go over to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. Um, and you can find out all the way your whatever, your money goes, where it goes, Feed the Streets, all our programs, all the things that we do, you can give there. You can also cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. But the biggest thing I want to offer you today is my Jesus. I was able to, I think maybe 20-something youth, um, lead a devotional yesterday and tell them my testimony of how I was so imperfect, but the redemption of Christ changed my life. He gave me hope. He restored my future. He took the callousness out of me. Um, he just he just reformed. Like so much happened when I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. And I want to make you an offer you shouldn't refuse today. And I want to make you an offer that will change your life. I promise you. And it starts with the confession of faith. So you do me a favor. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life and to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And I told you guys, even though I was baptized at eight, I did not do this until I was 27. And I keep telling you my age because I don't want you to think it's never, ever, ever too late. It wasn't until I was 27 years old that I really understood what salvation meant. And I really, really came to know Jesus before I was just doing religious acts. At 27, I met Jesus. Oh, my God. And he changed my complete 
life. He changed my complete life and know everything, even though it happened at once in the spirit, my flesh, the more I renew my mind in the word comes into alignment again and again with God's very best for me. I love you. 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 Let me bless the giving. Father God, bless the giving of your people. Thank you for giving seed to the sower. Thank you for blessing those that do not have it to give, but desire to give. Thank you, Father God, for opening the windows of heaven and pouring out your blessings on your people today. In Jesus name. Amen. Um, do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience. Someone will not know love until they encounter you. Someone will not know love until they encounter you. So do me a favor, go be loved today. And I'll see y'all back in the morning at 6 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for wise counsel. Thank you for wise words. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.